You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Keith Sanderson, animal advocate, writer, and human companion to Max A. Pooch, canine crusader for animals and environment. Max and I thank you for joining us, and we dedicate this episode, as we dedicate every episode, to those amazing people who work to save the lives and or improve conditions of companion, domestic, or wild animals. Diana Webster, travel industry expert, attorney, and writer, is here with us today to discuss a recent paper she has written about the negative impact of stray cats and dogs can have on tourism. When we return from our break, Diana will share with us why she wrote this paper, how and why stray dogs not only impact tourism in tropical countries, and solutions to the problem and more. But first, let's hear from those great folks who make Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates possible. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets, struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Your dog digs a hole under your fence. And the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. I'm Keith Sanderson, your host, and welcome to Diana Webster, one of Max A. Pooch's favorite awesome animal advocates. Thank you for joining us today, Diana. Thanks for talking to me, Keith. It's great to have you with us. You know, I, I read that paper you wrote, and the economic impact of stray cats and dogs at tourist destinations on the tourist industry. And you wrote a scenario where a vacationing family's day is ruined in a tropical destination by their contact with a starving stray dog. You write, and I quote you, the sight of that starving stray dog haunts the rest of your vacation. And even when you get home, the stray dog is forever connected to your family's vacation memories of your luxury resort and tropical destination. Diana, how realistic is this scenario? Well, Keith, unfortunately, the scenario is extremely realistic and very common. 
In the recent survey of tourists that I talk about in my report, nearly two-thirds encountered a stray cat or dog while on vacation. Let's think about that for a minute. To put it in perspective, on a plane full of tourists to Cancun, Mexico, for example, most of the coach passengers will see a stray cat or dog while on vacation. Not to pick on Cancun, but we know that a lot of top vacation spots are located in countries where there are not many resources to care for stray animals, and the local people don't have the money to properly care for their pets. So tourists run into these pets, and the encounters leave lasting impression on them. For example, I will always remember an experience I had at a destination, and that destination is tied to that starving dog in my mind. Is that the uh, life-changing event you talk about that caused you to start being an advocate in the tourism industry for animals? Yes, it, it is. I was on vacation for the first time in Mexico, and we were in a smaller town outside a larger resort town. And my husband turned to me and said, honey, look at that dog, because he knows I'm a dog lover. And the dog came up to me, and I reached down to pet her, and she was just bones. It was my dog, and she had probably just dropped a litter. I was just, I became extremely upset. I, I wanted to know how to help, and I, I couldn't find anybody to help her. So I ended up leaving the dog, and it haunted me. It, it still haunts me. I still think about that beautiful little dog. So when I got home, I made a decision to start working to help stray dogs at the tourist destinations as a result. So you really believe it has an impact when people come across malnourished stray cats and dogs on the, actually on the selection of the spots they're going to go to? Yeah, actually it, from the survey, Keith, it, it was surprising that 41% uh, of the tourists who responded would be less likely to travel to a destination where strays are present in the future. This is a huge number, right? We are increasingly becoming a world full of animal lovers. And in the U Canada, we spend about $60 billion a year on our pets. Now, people like me who see stray cats and dogs in bad shape would make us not want to travel to that destination again. Plus, imagine what the tourists that see strays tell their friends and family about the destination. The survey you uh, were referring to, was that the Candy International and the Humane Research Council survey? Yes. Candy International was awarded a research grant from the Human Research Council to determine the economic impact of strays on the tourism industry so we could present the information to tourism companies that would be interested in hearing what tourists have to say about seeing strays on vacation. I imagine they concluded that that was a key driver to, for tourist choices? Absolutely. Seeing stray cats and dogs, compassion, the stray cats and dogs is shown to be a key driver for tourists when making their travel plans. We don't want to spend our hard-earned savings go on vacation and see suffering. I mean, that's what came from the data and the comments, that tourists don't want to see the suffering of animals in the street, and they want to know that there's action being taken to help them. Most of us go on to get away from the real world, not to encounter it. And when they see the stray dogs, they get turned off about the location and they talk about it on social media. They tell their friends and their family. There were 7% of the tourists that we surveyed actually refused to travel to certain countries because they heard there were strays there. I mean, this well, definitely applies to me for sure. Wow, 7%. And in any business, that certainly uh, can be a difference between a profit driver and a, and a loss if you lose 7% of your potential market. You know, what were the concerns? I mean, you know, I can see not liking to see the animals, but were there any other concerns as far as the tourist's own health or anything else like that? 
Many tourists expressed that they were worried about their personal safety and thought that the strays could be dangerous. In fact, I recently talked to another person and was talking to the survey, and he said, wow, that really rings true for me because I was just in India, and I encountered a pack of stray dogs. And he said, well, I could tell they weren't dangerous, but for a brief second, he didn't know what he would do if they attacked him because he was in a neighborhood he didn't know, and it was time. Now, these same concerns were expressed in the survey, the tourists that uh, responded. And even for dog lovers like me, seeing a pack of stray dogs can be intimidating. Yeah, and I would think particularly so if you happen to have a couple of children with you and were concerned about their safety and well-being. Absolutely. But, you know, Keith, the, the top concern that everyone expressed was the fact that it was upsetting for tourists to see the strays, to see them starving and in such bad condition. Um, 34% of the tourists were upset by seeing them. That's an amazing number. Now, is there any ranking by country that ranks the worst as far as uh, stray animals are concerned? Well, in the survey, the country that was named the most, that most people didn't want to visit because of strays, was Mexico, with 19% of people not wanting to visit there because of the strays. And India came in second, and Asia and the Asian countries came in actually tied with India. So there's several top destinations here. I mean, millions of people go to Mexico and India and Asia, but they're seeing these animals and they're not thinking about going back there. Repeat business is important for tourism. Sure, sure. I mean, that's uh, any repeat business is always less expensive than trying to go out and replace it. So I can really see how that can be, make an impact. We need to break so you can hear from the folks who help bring us Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. Please make sure you stay with us because when we return, Diana Webster will discuss how strayed cats and dogs cost countries more than just tourism dollars. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson, music to your ears. Are you crazy about cats? If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book, and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So, treat yourself to a copy today. Available from Amazon. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
Hi, I'm Keith Sanderson, your host, welcoming you back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates and our guest, Diana Webster, one of Max A. Pooch's favorite awesome animal advocates. Diana, can you share with us what other ways stray cats and dogs can cost communities and foreign countries? Yes, definitely. Stray cats and dogs, strays, contribute to the destruction of biodiversity of local ecosystems, feral cats are known to kill local birds and it all adds up to a cycle of destruction. Many tourists travel to destinations just to experience the wildlife and natural beauty. So it impacts the local community's economic dollars because it, eventually the destruction of the biodiversity is going to affect the earning potential. Believe it or not, also, rabies caused by stray dogs is responsible for human death in this modern age. And there are other diseases that strays can spread to humans, like roundworms, Lyme disease, and other really creepy, crawly conditions that nobody wants to get or their children to get. And this costs the community millions of dollars in health services. So those are just a few ways that it, it also be the tourism dollars and along with the tourism dollars that strays can impact local economies and why it makes sense to find a way to humanely control the populations. Aside from uh, health, if the animals aren't there, what are the big picture benefits of building better tourist destination communities? Well, so tourism depends on a stable operating environment. We want to book our vacations at places where we know there's not going to be outbreaks of disease, war, or civil unrest, right? Well, going back to the safety concerns that some tourists had about seeing stray packs of dogs, it seems that by humanely controlling the strays, tourism can contribute to building a safer community. Now, I've heard stories from locals in a Mexican community, and this is not a unique experience, that they had to walk their children to and from school to fend off the stray dogs. And so, in other words, controlling the state populations is going to build this community and make it a safer place, not only for tourists that are, are visiting, but also for the locals. And as we just discussed, Keith, strays can spread disease. So few strays kept in better health mean less chance for disease in the community. That's building a better destination for tourism. So that's what you meant in your paper when you made the claim that helping animals can help humans. Are there any other examples? Yes, absolutely. There's there's also ethical and moral reasons to care for animals beyond just the obvious ones. I mentioned in my paper that animal abuse is a forerunner to actual physical abuse of humans. By educating communities about the main treatment of animals, we can bring some of these issues to light in the community about domestic violence and child abuse. In fact, there was a dog rescued at a spay-neuter clinic in Mexico about two years ago that I was at. The dog had been attacked by a machete. Well, it turned that the man who attacked the dog with the machete was also beating his wife. And this only came to light because of the incident with the dog. The incident brought the community together to save the dog, but it also helped take steps to end the violence by this man against his family. There's been studies in the United States, I think uh, among convicted abusers, there's something like a 70% overlap between those who are convicted of abusing um, a spouse or a child or another person and abusing animals also. So that's a pretty definitive reason to um, take a look at that whole problem. What I want to know is that, okay, travel companies have a lot to gain and and you've made the claim that, of course, local governments have a lot to gain for 
you know, the problem of stray cats and dogs. But are you suggesting to reduce the stray cat and dog problem that mass euthanasia of those animals be initiated? No, absolutely not. Mass killings, euthanasia is too kind a of word um, in most of these actions that are undertaken by government to solve the stray overpopulation problem by killing them. These are mass killings. And it does not, these killings do not solve the problem in any way, shape, or form. They're inhumane, immoral, and unethical in most cases because the methods that are used are horrific. It behooves the, the destination to find a more humane population control method because there's also a lot of high-profile social media campaigns about these mass killings. For example, in the Ukraine, there was a huge football tournament. Uh, I think it's FIFO, a soccer tournament. The mass killing before the tournament, and it got a lot of social media exposure. And people will hear that, and they're going to connect that destination and say, why would I go to that destination as a tourist when I can spend my money to go to a destination that cares about animals? Well, it would also seem to me that mass euthanasia, even if it was humane, really wouldn't take care of the problem of where the strays came from. Is that true? That is true because there's research showing that mass killings don't stop overpopulation. Mass killings in the form of euthanasia even. It just, in fact, it could exacerbate the problem because the less dogs there are, the more food supply that aren't sterilized will continue to reproduce. So it really is an ineffective way to humanely control the population of strays. So what you're saying, it's a cultural change as well as a um, economic change that needs to take place in these countries. Absolutely. It, people have to understand that strays are part of their unity. And by taking care of the strays, they're taking care of their own community. So what would be some of the things that they would be doing? Uh, would it be getting people to understand about spay and neutering programs and things like that? Absolutely. And what I've talked about in the report is getting the tourism company involved in this process because they have a lot of influence on local tourist destinations where the, the real change has to happen in the local destinations. These tourism companies represent millions of dollars for the local economies. If tourism companies step up and take the initiative to reach out to local destination governments, their voice will have a lot of clout. You know, we all know money talks, especially if tourism companies say, hey, our customers don't like seeing the stray dogs in your streets and we don't want you to kill them inhumanely. We'll work and help you figure out a plan to control the stray population and provide support for your efforts. Are there any examples of areas doing that or travel companies doing that and uh, uh, building awareness among tourists about the humane things that might be going on in an area? Absolutely. There are several companies helping that I'm aware of, including Rio Hotels, which is a hotel, major hotel chain that has over 100 hotels across the world. And they are working, partnering with an animal welfare organization throughout Mexico to sponsor spay-neuter programs and making animal welfare part of their commitment to the community. Also, there's a Canadian tour operator called Air Transat, which will also support spay-neuter activities at these locations, at the destinations they serve, because they know their customers care about animals. Have these programs been going on long enough so that the uh, people taking part in them can see, or the companies, travel companies taking part in them and initiating them, can they see any change as far as their customers' attitudes are concerned about travel destinations? 
Absolutely. For example, there's an organization, Candy National, who was awarded the grant for this paper. They've been doing spay-neuter clinics in Cancun, Mexico for five years. And besides reducing the amount of strays drastically in certain neighborhoods in Cancun, that they're getting these positive reactions from the people that support the company supporting candy. So by giving their passengers and their customers positive proof that they're making these, doing these good works for animals, they're getting also positive press and goodwill from their customers. Is that an acronym? Is it C-A-N-D-I? Is that the spelling? Yeah, it's it's uh, Cats and Dogs International C-A-N-D-I. Yes. Now, uh, if it were a perfect world, then the outcomes would be, what would they be? I mean, as far as the local communities are concerned in the tourism industry. Well, for the tourism industry, it would mean more money in the form of happy tourists because tourists who normally wouldn't have traveled to this destination can now go there knowing that trays are being helped and also the knowledge that the community is safer, not only for tourists, but also for the community members, safer and healthier that these programs are in place. But, you know, most importantly, it means also if these activities are carried out, it means the end of suffering for the billions of stray animals who don't have the chance right now for good lives. And that's, you know, something very, very important. I do have a question. Now, let's say I'm in competition and I'm tourism company A and I'm not doing anything and I'm flying people to Cancun. Meanwhile, tourism company B is also going to Cancun and they're spending some money. Meanwhile, if anything, my competition might be benefiting from what I'm doing. Are, are any tourism associations working together on problems like this? Well, we are actively reaching out to tourism associations to bring them into the, the process. And one of the organizations that has stepped up to the plate is the Association for Canadian Travel Agencies. And they have over 14,000 travel agents who are part of the association, and they're raising awareness for the issue and providing resources to their travel agents about how they can help when clients come to them and say, oh, I had this experience in Mexico, and I wanted to let you know. I didn't know who to let know. And so the Association for Canadian Travel Agents, which acronym is ACTA, ACTA can say, oh, yes, we're part of the solution here. We're working with Candy to make a difference and let your clients know that there is work being done to help the animals. Well, that's great because it would seem to me as if you can get the associations and the members of them working together that uh, you could really have some leverage for the outcomes. I have a question. I ask each of my animal advocate guests this question, Diana, and it deals with how with all the human misery in the world, you can justify spending time, money, and other resources advocating for animals. Well, Keith, we all have causes that touch us more deeply than others. But from the moment that I pet that stray dog in Mexico that I first saw on vacation seven years ago, I knew that I had to do something to help dogs like her. And my grandparents taught me, always leave a place better than you found it. Now that's what this work is about for me. Because helping strays makes the community a better place for everyone. 
Well, that's well said. And I think that if we all took that advice and no matter what our calling or what our thing was and, and acted upon it like you did, the world really would be a better place. And I want to thank you for being with us today, Diana. And we've run about out of time. But however, before we go, you know, our listeners who may be interested to uh, in getting more information or becoming more involved in this subject, uh, do you have any website addresses or email addresses that they can contact? Sure. www.humaneadvisor.com. I have a section there about how tourists can help or anyone can help and a list of animal welfare organizations that work with tourists. So they can either donate money, supplies, or go and spend a day of their vacation helping. I also have form emails on my website that people can use to send comments to travel companies or tourist destinations asking them to help the strays. Uh, one of the organizations that I mentioned was Candy Cats and Dogs International, and that organization is listed under the list of animal welfare organizations on my website. So it's important to note, Keith, you know, people can vote with their wallets to help animals by booking their vacations with the tourism companies that are helping, and that if each one of us starts in a priority to spend our money with compassionate companies or letting companies that aren't part of the solution know we won't put up with seeing strays on vacation more, we can make a difference. One person can make a difference. Sometimes think that one person, that we can't. But I truly believe that we can each make a difference. I'd also like to hear any stories from your listeners about the, any experience that they've had when they encountered a stray cat or dog while on vacation. They can email me at diana at humaneadvisor.com. Okay, well, thank you for being with us today, Diana. And we want to, of course, thank our listeners for spending their valuable time with us. You're fantastic, and we hope you tell your friends about us. And a special thanks to Mark Winter, co-founder and executive producer of Pet Life Radio, and our sponsors for making this episode of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates Possible. I'm Keith Sanderson, host and creator of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates, saying... Thank you to all those animal advocates who work so hard on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.